for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts that are facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production and please subscribe. Thanks. Okay, hi and welcome to um, this very special edition of Arrow Bandwidth. We are here with um, here with my, my regular co-host, Richard Holmes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome which wherever has, you are. Which has never been a more pursonant opening to our podcast. 70 uh, girls, 70 girls and we finally get there. Yes. Uh, in the studio we have, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, good afternoon from me. Uh, Steve Johnson, I'm the Regional Director for Northern Europe for Ruckus Networks. And joining us from California, we have... Uh, Bruce, Bruce, would you like to just explain a little bit about who you are and, and who you work for? Yes, good morning. I'm uh, Bruce Miller, VP of Product Marketing for Riverbed uh, Technology, uh, which uh, acquired Xerus Wi-Fi Networks last year, so we're part of uh, Riverbed now. Fantastic. And Rick, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Rick Wilmer, the CEO of Mojo Networks. Good afternoon or good morning, everybody. Morning, 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 morning. So the purpose of this podcast um, is to essentially have a bit of a talk about the state or the state of the nation of Wi-Fi, um, wireless connectivity, where we are today, and and generally sort of what the three vendors that make up our global wireless portfolio um, think and, and how they're going to market with, with what they're doing. So. Uh, not my area of expertise, so I'm I'm going to sit back and very much enjoy hearing the three experts we have in the room, along I'm, with I'm going to have to you've not included me. Yeah, that? along along with my co-host Richard, on um, on exactly where their opinions are and, and their thoughts, and and most importantly, how our channel, you know, the listeners of our of our podcast, can take advantage of this um, to really sort of differentiate inside their end users and really make um, while a slightly more famous um, and slightly more sort of a valuable technology um, or part of, part of their technology portfolio. Shall, shall we just level set? So yeah. I, yeah, as, as non-experts, I think, David, you probably agree with me that yeah, whether it's in, in a work environment, public environment, um, whether, whether it's at home, yeah, wherever we as users encounter IT, we we pretty much take wireless for granted. Yes. So all I'm going to do is, on the end of that comment, say discuss. I, yes. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, going, going back to the day when I was a, a product manager and I first started off in IT, I looked after a, a networking and a, a wireless vendor. And, yeah, it's, it's probably fair to say that over the last 15, 16 years, we've, we've gone, got to a stage where... We do take wireless for granted, but you know, I'd be really interested from you know the, the three vendors that we've got got here today. You know, what what's your view on on where we're at today with wireless and where where you see the future of the technology in the next sort of twelve to, to thirty six months? So I don't know, Steve, you're here, or shall we shall we be polite and, and let's start with our uh, our, our international guest? Yes. So Bruce, would you like to start? Sure. So uh, you know, I think it's a good observation that we take wireless for granted, and, and more and more it's becoming and has become a, a, a utility. You know, just like gas, power, or water, um, you expect the service to just be there. And I think that 
as we move forward, it, it's only going to go more so that way. Really, there's there's no reasons why wireless shouldn't just be something that works all the time. You don't really need to think about it. You shouldn't think about it. And that's certainly the, the goal of us as a vendor is to provide a, a seamless experience, uh, a fast performance. You know, it's it's a utility-grade type of, uh, of uh, service that everybody expects. And then what will happen over time, I think, as, as you look forward, there's going to be more and more wireless technologies integrated into a single, you know, device that you already have. I mean, you know, think about your smartphones. They already has a global network GPS device. It has uh, a wide area interface. It has a, a local interface with Wi-Fi, and it has a personal area networks now with uh, Bluetooth and, and NFC. So four or five different wireless technologies, even more coming down the pike. Um, these will just be integrated into make a seamless experience ultimately for consumers or users connecting to the network. And as we move forward, um, that's going to be layered on with you know greater levels of service, analytics, capabilities that will make the the wireless network even more intelligent. So, I think you know us as wireless vendors, we're pretty excited about where the future is. There's many things that have happened to date, but I think there's a lot more uh, coming down the road that will uh, increase the performance, the experience, and and make what we're doing even more intelligent, so that users can benefit to a greater extent from you know the thing that they're <coughs> holding in their hand or, or the device that they're typing into. Yeah. Rick, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think Bruce was right on. I see a lot of the same trends happening. Another trend that I see happening is movement to the cloud. Um, we watched the big wave of applications move uh, into the cloud, and now we're seeing a lot of infrastructure begin to move into the cloud, and there are tremendous benefits by doing that. So I think uh, all the Wi-Fi vendors are all working on various initiatives to move the old hardware-heavy uh, type of implementations away from that model and into a virtualized model where everything's running in the cloud. Okay. Uh, well, I can't argue with either of those things. I think they're, they're both spot on. I think the the other area that uh, I, I personally find very exciting and, and the trend that I'm seeing, something that's been talked about for a long time and we're starting to see it uh, being deployed is it's not just about the, the device that you hold in your hand mm -hmm. um, and it's not just about uh, the person or the user that's connecting, it's also about the things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think um, we're beginning to see some really innovative deployments of machine-to-machine uh, -machine connectivity based around Wi-Fi, not exclusively Wi-Fi, but largely based around Wi-Fi. Uh, and in terms of people's homes, they're starting to see this uh, at a consumer level um, with technologies like Hive, for example, the the uh, temperature management um, technology that, that people are seeing deployed. And um, from a government uh, perspective, we're starting to see more and more in the smart city um, arena, whether it's uh, sensors uh, or devices that are measuring um, traffic flow, people flow, uh, air quality, um, you name it, and uh, municipalities and, and councils are looking at investing in these kinds of technologies to enhance the service that, that they're um, providing to their constituents. So it's, as, as well as everything that the Bruce and Rick have both said, it's also the massive growth and innovation and um, that we're seeing around the, the deployment of the Internet of Things. Yeah. I can't say, Steve, we've mentioned on a previous podcast the whole you know, sort of... Um, element of bringing in devices as well as you know, physical you know, flesh and bone users. Um, for me, that, that brings two significant issues. One, the scale of the workload. 
So yeah, what we're asking of Wi-Fi, yeah, pushing more data through Wi-Fi, but but then also expanding the edge and and with that the risk and yeah the security implications there. Could I just ask as as vendors in your own right, I and mean, what what sort of things are you guys looking at when it comes to? managing workloads and sort of you know how you how you're approaching that but then also how you're addressing issues around things like security mm -hmm. british you want to start sure no it's a good question i think the, to that point on on the iot and the, and the billions of devices literally that are um, being used for you know all types of, of purposes sensors and and um, uh, automation of, of processes and things like that in manufacturing facilities, there's there's a plethora of these devices out there, and there's well-known attacks that have been made. There was the famous one last uh, October, about a year and a half ago, um, where millions of devices were compromised, you know, based on the fact that they used default passwords. They were connected to wireless networks, but were not protected. And and one of the things that, that we've been doing and what we've been, um, you know, really progressing towards in terms of security is taking a look at that, at that macro-level um, impact of all these devices and finding ways to very granularly control them, you know, take it down to the least common denominator and uh, pinpoint, identify the the, uh, the capabilities of the devices, and then and then basically group them off, um, apply policies to uh, segment from the network, and ensure that they're they're not going to be compromised from a security perspective. Mention also scale. That's a, that's a big. All these devices coming on the network, you really have to. Have the ability to uh, leverage the the, uh, the capabilities of the RF that's there just to connect them all, and we, we run into situations where you have thousands of devices potentially connecting in one area. So that's another challenge that you have to deal with, um, and then ultimately managing them. Um, I think the uh, the progression of edge IT as you move more and more of that intelligence towards the edge of the network is really how um, how the trend is developing to best handle these kinds of devices. Um, can I take some of the IoT gateways? Can I take some of the intelligence? and locate it on site as opposed to just in the cloud hybrid models where you may have a combination of those two things. Um, but you are kind of seeing the pendulum swing back more towards edge IT, which um, now you have uh, potentially hybrid networks that uh, that might move some of that intelligence around or put it directly at the edge of the network and the access point. Um, so you know that's one of the approaches that we take to handling this is, is create the intelligence where you need it, right at the edge of the network uh, to ensure that you can enforce the uh, security and the requirements that you need to handle handle all these devices. Cool. Rick? Yeah, again, I would tend to agree with Bruce. We've got uh, a similar approach where you've got access points now, uh, radios, that the user devices connect to that have quite a bit of compute horsepower in them. So the amount of work you can do at the edge is significantly more than it was even five years ago. Uh, and we're definitely exploiting that uh, to move workload out of the cloud and closer to the client devices and then leveraging the cloud for massive scale, uh, taking advantage of all the innovation that's happened with virtual machines and cloud computing uh, to support massive scale. Uh, from a security standpoint, uh, there still are plenty of vulnerabilities, particularly on Wi-Fi, and we've got a long legacy of technology in that area, uh, with the key being uh, a, an approach that mitigates or minimizes the number of false positives and false negatives 
and the uh, the workload required to configure uh, a security posture in a Wi-Fi network. So we've this has been kind of our core DNA for for over a decade now, where we've developed a lot of technology in this area to make sure that. You're not overwhelmed with false positives or false negatives as a, as a security expert. And at the same time, the system is easy to configure uh, so you don't spend a lot of time, uh, you know, getting your system ready uh, to put it in a good stance from a security perspective. It's mm. a great answer. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, again, this could be the most boring <laughs> call ever. We're all going to agree on everything. Um, I, I would say it doesn't matter that you're talking about just Wi-Fi. I think yeah. the approach to security in IT um, has become increasingly important uh, over recent years. I mean, it's always been important, but it's become more and more high profile. It's attracted from a customer base more and more um, investment. Uh, and it's why so much of the partner base has, has needed to uh, invest in picking up security skills. Um, and the way um, I'd look at this is uh, if you think about the physical security of a building, um, there's a multi-layered approach to that. So yes, you've got a perimeter fence. Um, in high security environments, you might have guys walking around with dogs as well um, to enhance that, that perimeter security. But you've also got CCTV. Um, so you're watching what's going on. You're watching the traffic that's going on uh, and understanding that. And at, at another layer, there's door management systems. So only certain people can get into certain parts of a building or certain rooms. Uh, and it's exactly the same approach with IT. Um, so it's important that you have a multi-layered approach. Don't just rely on, on Wi-Fi um, for your security, mm -hmm. but that you put the right levels of security at, at the right point of the, the IT stack, including Wi-Fi. So we're very focused on uh, ensuring that the, the right people and the right things, um, both of those things, um, are uh, connected to uh, the right areas of the network. So it's about making sure that um, the onboarding process is appropriate, and once the identity is understood of the, the person or the thing that, that's being onboarded to the network, that the security policy, the journey that they go on through the network and, and through the application stack is appropriate to that person according to how the organization wants that to work. Okay. And it seems to me that the, the market and clients are pretty much asking the vendors that we've got here today to, to step up and... and and become almost security shops, never mind yeah, wireless networking connectivity vendors. I mean, is that is that fair to say? I mean, are you are you finding that? And I suppose the the second part to that would be that almost, and I'll be interested in your opinions. That almost suggests to me that there becomes an element of of, of collaboration amongst vendors with with setting standards and setting best practices and, and similar sort of approaches whether that be in traditional compete spaces, but then also with vendors such as, you know, security vendors in their own right. Yeah. Yeah. Should we change the order and give yeah, Bruce yeah, and Rick yeah, a, yeah, a, a yeah, break? Yeah, you, you go first. So, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. In, in almost no environment is Wi-Fi the only component of, of IT. Yeah. Um, so it's really important for us as vendors to work uh, within ecosystems, mm -hmm. technology ecosystems, uh, and sometimes that's on a, a global and an industry scale. For example, with the standards that are set and agreed and, and adhered to um, that we all follow, but also from a, a specific vendor point of view, the ecosystems that we build up around us as well to mm -hmm. complete the solution. Rick, do you want to go next? Yeah, I mean, again, security is coming up 
you know, it's always come up, but it comes up even more frequently now. And it, from from our experience, it, it tends to vary depending on what vertical market you're talking about. You get into healthcare and financial, it's always top of mind, first agenda item. It's a big deal in retail with the payment card industry standards and, and ensuring compliance against those standards and avoiding credit card theft. So we see this as a, a continuing, if not strengthening, as a, as a top agenda item as we work with various customers on implementing, you know, Wi-Fi solutions with security included. Yeah, I was going to say, are you, are you relying less upon the ecosystem of vendors that you used to, like the checkpoints and the, and the Palo Altos and the sort of traditional security vendors and starting to roll more of that and bait more of it into your product out of the box? Or is it, is it actually more of you're providing more points at which the other vendors can integrate into you? Mm. This is, this is Bruce. I think, um, yeah, that's that's a good observation there that more and more of these technologies are being integrated into the solutions that, that we deploy. So, you know, security has been there from day one. Um, it's fundamental to wireless. There's a lot of famous, you know, infamous wireless hacks and, and attacks that have happened over the years. So it's fundamental to create a, a solution that, that can lock down devices and users and, and provide that protection. And what, what we've done as an example is, you know, I mentioned edge intelligence before is you know putting the firewall putting the application uh, recognition capabilities directly at the edge of the network in the AP so that you can control those things at that point and apply policies at that point and then in the broader ecosystem is tap into you know many of these cloud-based services um, now that uh, we partnered with for content filtering and UTM and some of these types of technologies that can be brought into the overall solution and so as you talk to different customers and work with different organizations that have different levels of requirements, um, as was mentioned before, there's a lot of vertical-based distinctions between types of customers. You can mix and match and pull those kinds of services as required to create the overall solution. And, and again, it's not just the wireless piece, but you have to look at that full cloud network, the, the, the stack all the way from the wireless to the switching and then into the wide area network, and increasingly providing a contiguous uh, solution across all those components. So yeah. that's that's one of the things we've been working on is really providing that end, end view of the network. Um, you you know the the weakest link in the chain is going to be the one that uh, that does you in right. You have to you have to really look at things holistically. Okay, so switching the sort of the, the pace of the conversation away from purely delivering a, a quality wireless experience and almost you know this this builds upon that. Um, are you finding and and. I think the answer will be, be yes, so we'll go into the detail afterwards. But are you finding across the board that people are expecting, as in the customers that are buying your technologies, are expecting more from their wireless product? product? No longer do they just want a quality wireless project product. Are they looking for analytics? Are they looking for sort of that user engagement piece? I mean, is that becoming a, a, as big a part? Are you Because are you starting to go and have the conversation, instead of having the conversations just with the IT Specifically, the network department. You're going and having a conversation and selling your product at a C level, and a, a sort of to the marketing, the head of marketing, and the head of you know customer engagement and customer satisfaction. Is that is that becoming part of the conversation over and well as as well as the sort of the quality of the actual yeah, transition? You, you're in a fantastic position to gather <clears throat> a heck of amount of metadata, right? Let's yeah. So, Rick, do you want to start on that one? Sure. Um, any, any business that deals with consumers, so think restaurants, retail, etc., 
you're definitely seeing exactly what you talked about as a trend. They're using connectivity uh, for their guests, their consumers, the visitors to their businesses as a way to market to them. Uh, and there's a variety of, of different ways that that can be done. You can provide a tremendous amount of what we call presence analytics through Wi-Fi. Even if consumers aren't connecting to the network, you can recognize a unique individual that's within range of your Wi-Fi network and determine if they've been by your store before, if this is the first time they've been by, and then if you can get them to connect to your Wi-Fi network, depending on how you get them to connect, uh, you then have an opportunity to market to those people. Mm. If they just come through a captive portal process to get onto your business's Wi-Fi, uh, you can present different uh, information about your business through the captive portal process. If you allow them to log in, in through social media, uh, in addition to presence analytics, which has a lot to do with where people were, how long they were there, whether they were newer repeat visitors, what time of day they came to your business. Uh, with a social media login, you then can start to access public-facing information about those consumers and start to understand their demographics. And all this is extremely valuable. Uh, to, uh, to a business that's dealing with consumers that wants to increase the revenue per store. Um, on, the, on the B2B side, where you're talking about the carpeted office space, uh, the trend uh, we're seeing more there is clearly many, many uh, devices don't even have Ethernet cables anymore. They can't even plug into a wired network. So the mission criticality of the Wi-Fi network is only going up because so much mission critical business is running on devices that don't connect via Ethernet. So the demand for reliable Wi-Fi, for Wi-Fi that performs as, as fast and as reliably as a wired you know, Ethernet connection continues to rise. We're seeing more and more devices per user, uh, particularly in the education market. I think I heard a statistic recently that the average college student in the U.S. is bringing six Wi-Fi connected devices wow. to college with them. So all this is putting, you know, increasing demands on the reliability and performance of the Wi-Fi network. Yeah. The uh, the real leading edge customers that we've talked to recently are are even considering decommissioning their wired network uh, wow. and going to an all wireless office. This has been a dream that has been talked about in this industry for for 10 years or longer now, and it's actually starting to happen. Uh, there's been an article that was published by Microsoft where they announced that they were going to decommission their wired network and all their facilities around the world and go all wireless. If you're, if you're part of a company that's moving in that direction, then wireless and Wi-Fi connectivity becomes absolutely mission critical to keeping your business up and running. Yeah, absolutely. Bruce, do you want to comment on that as well? Sure. I think to the to the original question of, of you know how and where this is selling. I mean, it, we've definitely seen the, the 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 change over the last number of years of, of moving into different departments and, and areas that we're uh, positioning and selling the Wi-Fi to into the C level groups, into the marketing groups, um, into the line of business areas where ultimately you're you're you know you're mapping the what you're providing to the outcome of the business. What what is the business really looking for? And it's being driven a lot more you know, by a broader initiatives in many cases than just pure an IT purchase as it, as it may have been, you know, 10 years ago in, in many cases. So the use cases are expanding. 
Um, we are becoming more and more a big data company just by being in this position as a vendor at the edge of the network, collecting user information, device information, location information, network information, statistics about the end user. Um, all of these things that are coming into our, our purview uh, increasingly allow us to be at a very good position. If you think about it as, as that edge type of IT uh, company, you are in a very good position to take this data and do some very interesting things with it. So as Rick was mentioning, the engagement platforms, the analytics that you can do, the troubleshooting that you can do to actually take a Wi-Fi connection, a user, understand what's going on, um, and then if you are a provider, say a managed service provider, uh, do some interesting things to manage that network and provide a lot of value-add, potentially, uh, to deliver that kind of service to the customer. You know, they may not be running it themselves, but you have access to many, many things uh, that, that allows you to either deliver service or or ensure that that service quality is there uh, for the customer as well. So that's that's what one of the things that we've been really tapping into is is taking that data, doing some very interesting things with it in our cloud management platform, uh, making it available through APIs to third parties that can pull it in and add even more value uh, depending on the scenario. Retail being one obvious case where uh, you know the analytics, the presence, the the repeat visitors, the the types of things that they can understand um, with the traffic that's flowing through their uh, businesses. Uh, and gain a lot of value on that on on that to ultimately increase their revenue and their their uh, uh, their use of that uh, facility. So um, those are just some of the things that 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 we see that um, yeah. are are taking Wi-Fi in a whole new direction over the no- last number of years. Perfect. Yeah, I, I'd agree with all of that, and I I think um, Rick and Bruce uh, Bruce are both right to start segmenting by vertical because mm-hmm. all of those things, you know, the the quality of the Wi-Fi, the experience that the user has, is really important to everybody. The analytics, the information, the data, um, feeding um, business decisions, business planning, business investments, and feeding those decisions is important to almost every customer. Depending what vertical you go into and what the business model is of the end user, there'll be different levels of importance attached to each. Security, some are exceptionally security conscious, some are less security conscious and have a lower requirement around that. So it's like different take from you for me, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from, from from everything that, that Bruce and Rick and yourself just said there, are you finding the the IT teams, technology teams within the end clients are now taking that value add proposition to line of business? Or are you finding that line of business are actually driving the requirement? Mm. Uh, both, thing, both things are happening. Um, typically, the, the drive is coming from uh, marketing teams, leadership teams, yeah. um, senior management um, level to have a better understanding of what's going on inside their business, what's going on in their customer base, how better to engage with their customers, how better to serve their customers. And these are um, big problems and challenges and opportunities that are being yeah. taken to the IT function. And the IT function uh, from the C-level down, the CIO down, is being given the responsibility for answering those uh, questions, yeah. So we're almost at the end of uh, the time we've got for today, but I'd just like to give each of our sort of um, vendors the opportunity to just give us sort of a minute on on why and, and what they're doing for the channel specifically, because obviously yeah. we want to engage the channel in, in why. I think one of the biggest things we're trying to do with this podcast is, is make people realise that you don't have to be a legacy Wi-Fi channel partner to get involved in the channel, in in the Wi-Fi channel, because the conversations fundamentally change, as, as we've all discussed, and I think everyone's agreed is is very much the case. So, so 
we'll start as we did. Bruce, if you give us just a minute on on just you know why you know why they should work with yourselves and and what what are you doing you know, to to help enable the channel? Sure. So as I mentioned, uh, Zerus Wi-Fi Networks was was acquired by Riverbed Technology last year, and so we've been assimilated into a much broader organization that really is looking and is providing a broad cloud-based network, really, from you know the edge and the wireless all the way back into the, the wide area network to the data center. Um, and that uh, end-to-end cloud networking portfolio really is exciting to uh, you know, for for our partners because they can now look at extending the levels of of, uh, of uh, solutions that they provide to their users, and as we integrate policy and management across that platform, you you really provide a really value add type of uh, solution that's going to compete against you know some of the other vendors out there that may have the bigger market share today, um, but ultimately don't have some of the technologies under the hood that we do. Um, Riverbed as a company recently um, put forward a new channel program, Riverbed Rise, um, that's incentive-based in terms of, of how it uh, motivates and, and provides um, benefits to the channel. So I think that's something to, to look at if you're not familiar with, uh, with what we do from a channel perspective. Um, we uh, you know, get, a, get a hold of the uh, channel um, uh, manager in your area, and they can, they can fill you in on the details there. Um, but what we've done is really put a lot of effort over the last six months into creating a new channel program that incentivizes um, partners in new ways. Zerus is now part of that um, and integrated within the broader portfolio, and that's really the direction moving forward is to bring all these uh, systems together and create something that's that's quite unique in the industry that will differentiate from others and enable a, a cloud-enabled network um, moving forward. So that's kind of some of the directions that we're going when it, with uh, with respect to uh, the solution that we offer. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Rick? Yeah, we love the channel. 100% of our business goes through the channel. So we uh, consider ourselves an extremely channel-friendly company. And from a product perspective, we try and make our product easy to understand, easy to sell, easy to grasp the value proposition that we bring to the table. Um, We have a very uh, elegant partner portal that's very simple to use. We invest a lot into technical training, online technical training for our channel engineers to make sure that uh, they can understand the technology and, and how to position it with the customer. And we've got a very rich channel program from a, from a margin perspective. Uh, a lot of incentives uh, upon deal registration, very rich margins for our channel partners to, 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 you know, to help them you know, focus on selling the Mojo product. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And, and finally, Steve. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I guess at Ruckus, we, we focus on trying to deliver a couple of things more than anything else. The, the first is an excellent experience for the user, um, which ultimately ends up with a happy and delighted customer, um, which is one of the, the two things that um, we believe partners look for more than anything else, an ability to delight their customer, whatever the, the size or um, shape that customer might be. And we do that through a provision of a broad range of technologies, multiple architectures, um, and uh, leading edge um, Wi-Fi uh, uh, access point technologies. The other half is that we make ourselves as easy as possible to do business with. Mm -hmm. So we try and be as agile as possible. Um, We've doubled the team in the UK pertinently um, over the last 12 months. Um, We uh, we have a very straightforward, very easy to follow line of sight partner program, including um, tremendous partner enablement uh, facilities, free of charge training, uh, online training, um, web-based training, on-site training, and and all of those things as well. 
And actually, if you tie those two things together, we believe, um, you know, delighted customers plus a, a vendor who's really easy to do business with and low cost to do business with, then I, we think you end up with a very margin rich profile as a partner. Perfect. Well, look, Bruce, Rick and Steve, thank you very, very much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And if you'd like to get involved, then please do come and, uh, and talk to us. Wonderful. Thank, thank you very, very much. much. Thank, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, everybody. Thank Take you. care. Goodbye. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye.